Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and of Duck Hunters Everywhere, ducks.org. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, outdoor writer Mark Walters tells us about a new outdoor adventure club in Juneau County, Wisconsin. Eric Prince invites us to enjoy spring in Wisconsin's Florence County. And Gary Moeller reports on plans for my Lake of the Woods trip to Black Island Resort in September. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors. You hear this feature every week on WTSO 1070 AM and on our podcast at any time at all on Lakelink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us once again is Duffy Cup. Duffy, welcome back to Outdoors Radio. We gave you a little break after your musky school, but you're back with us today. Thank God I've got my sanity back now. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> And have you been fishing a few times to help your sanity? I never go out opening day. I see too many people that need to learn how to back their boats in. Anyway, I go out on the, the Sunday after. This year, I learned a lot. Oh. Uh, you would think that doing it as many, many years, the same day as I have done, that everything would be kind of the same, And but boy, oh boy, it's different. This spring has changed a lot of stuff and I don't know why. I don't know what the factors are that involve. I started up on the Yahar River up by the 113 bridge yep. and I'm throwing a variety of baits that I normally throw and normally catch some fish. Well, the water is either very, very low in that area or there's been a lot of silting in and areas where, I mean, they're shallow areas anyway that you're fishing this time of year. But I couldn't even get within 100 yards of some of those places because it was so shallow that uh, even if I cranked my, my motor all the way up at an angle and then picked my trolling motor up so it's just barely under the water, I, I couldn't get in there. Wow. Usually this time of year, I go in there and usually what you're doing, either scaring them up with the boat or with a spinnerbait or something like that, there's a lot of carp in that shallow water. Mm-hmm. And... As soon as they swim away real fast, you get that little puff of mud that comes up, and not one. I never saw one. What that means, I don't know, but it certainly was different. Once I worked some of those areas that I could still work, like around Mazinette Marina and stuff, still nothing showing up, and then I went to the main lake, and the water obviously a little bit cooler in there. I didn't waste too much time. The, The water, to be real honest with you, is kind of an ugly color right now if your bait is down two feet you can't see it i thought the wind the last couple of weeks would get that stuff to settle out but it hasn't i was out there for three and a half hours and then saw all the people coming in with the big uh, pleasure craft and everything and i said i think it's time for me to go i was out today out on uh, wabisa and jeff and i picked wabisa because that's probably got the warmest water in the system yeah uh, just because it's pretty shallow i mean it's got two spots out there that get down to 35 feet and that's about it but most of it's pretty shallow and we caught bass and pike down on the south end 
never saw a muskie down there. Jeff was throwing a topwater, and he did connect with one for a very short period of time. We were assuming it was. Could have been a big pike, could have been a big bass, but it was a pretty good bunch of water that moved behind it. After a while, we moved to a couple of different spots, and then we finally went to uh, Christie's and had some lunch, so there's a plug for Christie's. Good food there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we went to the rock pile that's just off the, the shore there where Christie's is located. Okay. And we are motoring around in about four to five feet of water, and we went around three times. The buoys are fairly close together, so it doesn't take too long to go around. And on the Christie's side of it, it's very shallow, so you kind of just do away with that fourth of the of the circle and uh, turn around and come back just the way you came. We saw six really big female muskies. I mean, they were big. One was really chewed up. Uh, they're only in about three and a half, four feet of water. The water is very clear on most of the spots on Wabisa. I threw some of those swim baits out there that looked exactly like something they would want to eat. I bounced a couple of them right off the nose, and they are not interested. So we both know what they're interested in right now, and that takes precedence over even being hungry. So uh, I think it's going to be that way for a little while. So they haven't spawned yet. I only saw one small male muskie, and he was not accompanying any of the females. And usually they'll swim around together before they get after it. Yeah. But that's an area where... A lot of the muskie spawn is around that rock pile. Jeff and I just watch them most of the time, to be honest with you, because it's kind of like watching TV yeah. if you're looking down. Yeah. Very interesting, the couple of times that I had that swim bait in the water, you could have thrown them a steak sandwich and they wouldn't have been on it. That was total ignorance of what was going on because their mind is focused on a different direction. Got it. Well, what do you hear from other anglers? There's been a couple of muskies caught. I know uh, Jeff and Steve were out on Wingra on Saturday. Steve got out there real early because on Wingra there's only about six or seven parking spots there. Right. So you got to get out there early. And he was out there at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, boy. And uh, he was still in the top water, and he caught a 43. Nice. And then later on the day, he had just a number five MEPS pink that he caught a, a smaller one on. So he had a pretty good day out there. There were a couple of other guys that were out there, and they've got that fancy Garmin stuff looking forward, or 360, or whatever you want to do. They saw one muskie. They never had anything. They had never saw a muskie the whole day other than on their electronics. Okay. Uh, we're going to get out again probably later on this week, and then a couple of times the next week, because I want to prepare for casting for kids, which is... May 20th, and the two guys that are going to be in my boat from uh, Stevens Construction, I want to put them on fish as much as I can. Tell us more about Casting for Kids, because this show airs on the 13th, and that will be the following Saturday, the 20th. It's a fundraiser for the Carbone Cancer Center, which deals with a lot of kids that develop different kinds of cancers. This is the fifth year they've done it. They have raised a whole ton of money doing it, and it's really fun. Just as an example, just because I'm familiar with it, Stevens Construction pays to have two of their employees in my boat, and I guide them around during the day, and I let them guide me a little bit, too, because I always try to learn from other people. The guy that is the head man in charge of this, at least he used to be the assistant head coach of the UW hockey team, Marcosiki, 
has been uh, hosting this for the uh, last five years, and we've raised a ton of money for the Carbone Cancer Center. Kids that develop cancer, they have a lot of success with uh, most of those kids. We're done fishing at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we go back to uh, the Alliance Center, and we have a little happy hour in there, and we have a meal. All the ex-UW hockey players that are playing professionally, and a lot of the other guys, too, that are playing professionally, donate their sweaters or what people will call a jersey, and they raffle those off for a lot of money, and there's a bunch of other prizes in there. It just ends up being a great day. You don't see anybody frowning at all. It really is a real upbeat, positive day. I, I'm glad to be part of it. I've been guiding through four out of the five, so got a pretty good feel for how it goes. And there's a website for that, castingthenumber4kids.org. There's uh, information on there so folks can uh, sign up if they want to join or contribute. I think there's still an opportunity for them to either donate. They said we've got the biggest bunch of guys guiding this year that they've ever had, up to up to about 80 boats. I think that was their goal this year. That weekend, there's going to be a lot of boats on the Madison Lakes. Mm. We're going to be pitching for muskies most of the time, but they have all different categories for different species of fish, and you can win awards for the biggest one. And They send a couple of boats out with professional photographers in it. It's, it's a blast. It really is a lot of fun. There's not a lot of pressure. Not like a regular tournament when I'm in there. I, I don't talk a lot, but uh, with the guys that I have, I'll be talking because they're going to give me a bunch of crap to begin with, so i got to give it back to them. <laughs> right, right. Well, Duffy, that sounds like a great outing. Uh, I know we've talked about it in the past, so I hope you have a good time and hope you can find some muskies that don't have lockjaw. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, we're going to have to resort to uh, catching bass. Well, there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> well, thanks for that report, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Dan, we'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye. Duffy Cup with the Madison Report. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Step outside. Let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupie.com. And all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham are open for business. And the firm of Hupie and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in southeast Wisconsin. Michael Hupie is the president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, and he's offering a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me again from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, welcome back, and how are you doing? Doing all right, Dan. 
How was the MWC tournament at Petenwell? That was about as close to home as you're ever going to get one, I would think. <laughs> yeah, I was able to sleep in my own bed. Absolutely, Dan. It was good. Uh, you know, we didn't know how everybody was going to do in the restrictive slot limit that uh, the Wisconsin River System has, and um, they uh, they did a great job. I mean, we averaged right around uh, for, for the at least the top teams right around that 14 to 15 uh, pounds uh, each day um, to uh, to take the lead and take the win. And uh, the top team took home third or uh, brought into the scales 30 pounds and nine ounces in two days and uh, took home uh, about $9,000 in cash and prizes. Not bad. Who won? Dave Lester and Peter Mart. Peter Mart actually won a World Walleye Championship in 2021 and uh, with his dad and uh, he's partnered up with Dave Lester as his dad's kind of drifted off into retirement and um, they uh, they now have a uh, qualifying event uh, win under their belt in their first year fishing together. Very nice. Now our local favorite Jesse Qualley, I don't hear his name mentioned there. He, he How'd he do? Yeah, no, he, he stumbled a bit uh, more so on day two than day one. Um, you know, the, the, they were all fishing very similar and very close to each other. Um, it was just kind of, uh, everybody had the right idea. You just had to be a spot on the spot, had the right fish to bring in. And, mm. you know, we didn't know if the 28 or the over 28 inch fish would, would play a role in the event and they did. So uh-huh. if yeah. you caught one of those at some point in the, those two days, uh, it, it paid dividends. It was, uh, it was the difference between, um, you know, uh, probably a fifth, sixth place and, uh, and a seventh place type situation. So, hmm. well, there you go. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's always fishing, no matter how much of an expert you are on your mm-hmm. home waters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you haven't got them in a bottle. You got to bring them in. <laughs> That's right. Well, I fished, uh, opening weekend. I was up at the governor's fishing opener in, um, Price County, up in Phillips, Wisconsin, uh, fishing with Mark LaBarber and Tony Blattler. And Mark is, of course, the executive director of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation. And Tony is on the board there. And he's also, and they are both also Wisconsin Conservation Congress members. So there was a little bit of, uh, shop talk going on in the two boats. Uh, we caught a few walleyes. I caught the only keeper of our group and, was a 17-incher that came out of some wood in a warmer bay. The water temp up there was 49, pushing 50. Uh, I found some shallow uh, water with a woody shoreline, and um, I was casting a kind of a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a fire tiger um, short stick, like a floating rapala kind of thing, and... Uh, this pike grabbed it, or this walleye grabbed it, and I also caught a northern and a smallmouth throughout the day. And the funniest thing that happened to me was this was the governor's opener, so there were media folks there from all over the place. And mm-hmm. in the afternoon, this gal comes up to the dock, and she says, I got this TV crew here. They want to go out in a boat. Can uh, can you put them in your boat, and you go follow those guys? And those guys were Mark and Tony. And I said, sure. Who are you shooting for? Discover Wisconsin. 
So <laughs> I was a camera boat for Discover Wisconsin. And well, there you I, go. I told those guys at the end, I said, now, I just want to know who to send my invoice to. And uh, <laughs> uh, so um, the Rose family and uh, uh, the other folks I know who work for Discover Media Works, if you're listening, uh, you might be seeing an invoice from me. We caught some fish. We got uh, some interesting shots for them for a segment that they were actually doing on St. Croix Rod. So I took my Stormy Cromer cap off, put my St. Croix cap on, which I happened to have in the boat. I mean, things just kind of fell in place, and it was it was just fun to do that, you know. <laughs> oh, I bet. I mean, you've had a great relationship with that, uh, you know, with the Rose family and, and all of them. And, you know, of course, you and I both have had dozens of people say, you know, call Outdoor Wisconsin, oh, yeah. Discover Wisconsin, and yep. vice versa. So, yeah, always yep. a funny story. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, that's the first time I've actually taken one of their crews out. And then on the way home, I ran into two people who happened to know me, and one of them um, is a friend of the photographer, Jim Nets, who was up there at the governor's opener. This guy recognized me in a uh, subway shop. I was stopping for lunch, and he said, are you Dan? I said, yeah, and I said, I was up the governor's opener. He said, oh, Jim Nets was up there. I said, how do you know him? He's my neighbor, and this was Mike Rogers, and he was <laughs> on his way up to meet Jim to do some smelting on Lake Superior, about a oh, mile yeah. from where I used to live up there, so oh, my God, I mean, this was Small World Revisited, I guess, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of fishing, you know, it's been five years since I went to Ballard's Black Island Resort up on Lake of the Woods. I'm going again this year, and I'll be taking a group up there with me. September 11 through 15 are the dates. We'll spend four nights on Black Island and have three full days of guided fishing with walleyes and smallmouths and perch and crappies, northerns and muskies and that's about it. There's sturgeon there, too. We might see some, but I don't think we'll catch any. This is a complete package. Everything included. Guides, boats, bait, tackle, lodging, all meals, and great meals. And we'll be hearing more about that in just a couple of minutes. So my son John and I are going, and some friends from Stormy Cromer are going, and they're going to be bringing some Stormy Cromer gifts for everybody on the trip. So... This is going to be a fun trip. The deadline to sign up is May 31st, so don't delay if you're interested. And speaking of Lake of the Woods, coming up, Gary Moeller fills us in on the details of my trip there. Eric Prince tells us what's going on in Florence County this month. And outdoor writer Mark Walters announces plans for the brand new Nasita Outdoor Adventure Club. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. 
Let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. Attention all anglers, stay ahead of the crowds with the most up-to-date and accurate fishing reports from around the region with OutdoorNews.com. Complete with lake maps and reports, gear reviews, and pro tips, it's the nation's top site for modern anglers. During the month of May, you can get 50% off any membership to OutdoorNews.com and never miss the best fishing info again. Just use the code MAY23 at checkout to instantly up your fishing game. Visit OutdoorNews.com today. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV, UTV trails, and much more. You can learn all about what is available in Florence County at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now for our monthly conversation about fun and events in Florence County is Florence County Economic Development Director Eric Prince. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks, Dan. Good to be here. Well, did the ice finally go out on your lake? Yeah, I finally went out on my lake, and we saw a dock, and not as pretty as we would have liked. So we, we have to make some adjustments. Yeah. We'll make some adjustments. It'll be fine, but we have a lot of water here. A lot of runoffs, a lot of washouts. This past week, warming up, we're drying out a little bit. I mean, we do have the rain in the forecast, but, you know, we're, we're going to work through it. Well, good. Now, fishing season is open, and I would imagine high water makes it challenging, as it does just about anywhere, but... Have you heard anything or seen any people out? I only saw a few boats out myself. I haven't even seen all the docks in, um, you know, the, like the trouble that I had with mine. And and uh, um, I, I was talking with uh, Forestry and Parks, and they don't, they don't really have much of an update. Um, it's almost as if we're just coming out of that well. We're going to hit the ground running this weekend, especially with the trails opening. So I think we're going to cross over that line and we'll start hitting the summer here pretty quick this weekend. Well, good. You mentioned trails are open, so what? tell us about the trails you have there. We opened up. We had a couple of counties around us that put out notices that they were opening, and Pat called me and told me that they are going to open. But the thing is, is that with the washouts, you know, the groomers, the Blue Ox Trail Riders are fantastic. They do an awesome job on our trails. That's why there's such wonderful trails to ride. But be careful out there. Use good judgment. The groomers are going to be out there. There's still going to be trails that are going to be challenging with the washout. And so use common sense and pay attention so that everybody can be out there and enjoy the day safely. 
Now, you have trails that are usable for uh, motorized recreation and also hiking and biking trails, correct? We're working on biking trails. There's some funding that Parks and Rec was working on, and it looks like we're going to start on them actually in maybe July. And I believe they're going to be in the Kai's Peak area. So I'm really excited about that. As far as walking trails go, I haven't been out myself. I have been out around my area, and they're, they're fine. So really, if you want to get out there and be adventurous, you could go out and check out any one of the number of waterfalls that we have, dress appropriately, and use caution because the water really kind of beat things up up here. But we're drying out, and things are getting better. And get out there and enjoy it. Get out and see all the green coming in. Yeah, it's nice to see that finally. As the old song goes, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially up north, I suppose. But, well, you've got campgrounds. I don't know. Are they open yet? Two of the campgrounds in particular, Lake Emily and West Bass Lake, they're going to be opening for online registration. We're getting away from the first-come, first-served system. We're hoping that that system is in place by the end of May. So I'm keeping tabs on that, and I'll keep you up to snuff on that one. We have the four pavilions, which are all accessible now. West Bass Lake Park, Lake Emily Park, Kai's Lake Park, and Tipler ATV Trailhead. They're all available for daily reservation $25. And the boat landings, daily cab is 3 bucks, or you can go to the resource center to buy a $25 annual pass. They're actually trying to get it out to some of the businesses so that you don't just have to go to the forestry and parks, but you can actually buy them out and about. There's that going on. And, you know, the Kai's Peak Ski Lodge, is ready for rent for weddings and parties. They're doing a lot of work up there to get the new parking area squared away. It's going to be really nice when it's done. And I think the disc golf is open. I know the steps to the hill are open, so if you want to get out and get some exercise, you can walk up to the top of Kai's Peak and hike around up there. And it's a pretty cool view of the whole Kai's Lake area. Get a good glimpse of some of God's country. If you have any questions about any of that, you can call Forestry and Parks at 715 715- 528-3207. That's 715-528-3207. Or you can call me, 715-528-3294, and that's 3207. Okay. Well, you mentioned exercise. Uh, there's an event next Saturday, May 20th, called Run Like a Zebra. What's that all about? This is going to be a pretty cool event. A young lady by the name of Marla Bradley, she owns Inclusion Fitness here in Florence. She actually has three locations here, and she has a daughter that has Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Actually, she has numerous family members that have it. It's a degenerative disease, and it really kicks in at the puberty stage. I I won't go into all the details of it, but it's a very difficult thing to live with. She started two years ago with a 5K. The first year, she did a 5K, but the second year, which was last year, she added in a 1K because the people that actually have Ehlers-Danlos aren't able to make the full 5K, so they did a 1K. And then she wanted to make it even bigger this year. She has a full-day event planned at the Encore Ballroom, which is across the street from the community center where the run is going to take place. And inside, she has she has this Ninja Warrior obstacle course, and she uses it at one of her other facilities. She's bringing that over for the kids. There's going to be a bounce house. There's going to be kids' games. There's actually going to be a cornhole tournament for adults in the afternoon. There's going to be a DJ raffle baskets, 50-50 raffles, the DJ, and then there's going to be Bandit Night. It's a full-day event. There's going to be food. I know that Tracy at the filling station is actually 
donating food, you know, burgers and hot dogs and stuff for everybody. So it's going to be one heck of an event. And you know what? The Zebra Foundation is what she actually founded. And the Zebra Foundation, it's not just for Ehlers-Danlos. It's actually for other types of diseases that are really debilitating to people. And I have to say that she added on a virtual option for the run. And the reason she did that is she has some friends down in Kansas City. They have three boys that had Ehlers-Danlos, and actually they lost, sadly, two of them last year. And they're going to have a virtual party. And she sends them out, you know, a shirt and a number and a care package kind of thing. And I think it's just great. And she hasn't really found anything like this across the country. So I think it's pretty cool that we're really hitting up on a disease like this in our little town of Florence, and Marla's doing a great job. Well, that's really good that she's doing that. And information on that event and everything else we're talking about will be on your website. Yep, it's on the exploreflorencecounty.com website, but if you want to go direct, you can just go to runlikeazebra.com. She has a web company, and she has that out there as well. And like I said, anybody can call me. I can get them all the information that they need on any of these events. Fantastic. And I understand before we let you go, it was a good year for maple syrup up there in Florence County. (laughs) Yeah, it shut off real quick. But I'll tell you what, at one point in time, everybody that I knew up here was tapping trees. And as much as I love maple syrup, I can't accept anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, I'm sure there are folks who can use it. It'll find a good home. Yep, it sure will. Then we have on May 28th, let's plug the poker run. Oh, yeah. Um, Because UTV, ATVs, that's all big up here. And our first one that I have posted is at the 101. It's the annual LEFS. The LEFS is no longer LEFS. It's now known as the 101. And it's on May 28th. That poker run is always a fun event. All right. Come up and see us. All right. Well, Eric, thanks so much. We will check in with you in uh, several weeks to see what's going on for the month of June. Meanwhile, enjoy the spring weather up there. Thanks so much, Dan. Good talking to you. You bet. Eric Prince is the director of Florence County Economic Development. You can learn all about what we talked about online at exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Castle Rock and Petenwell Flowages and Juneau County offer four seasons of outdoor recreation on two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes and many miles of river, hiking and biking trails, and much more. For more info, you can visit castlerock-petenwell.com. And joining us now is a guy who knows this county probably better than anybody. He's probably set foot on just about every square yard of it. His name is Mark Walters. He's the founder and president of Kids and Mentors Outdoors, better known by its acronym KAMO or CAMO, 
and their website is camelkids.org, camel with a K, of course. He does a syndicated column called An Outdoorsman's Journal that appears weekly in 60 newspapers throughout Wisconsin, so you may have encountered him there in print. And if not, you can read his columns online at outdoorsmansjournal.com. And most recently, he helped create the Nasita Outdoor Adventure Club, he reminds me of a kind of a modern-day Mark Trail. For those of you who remember the cartoon character, woodsman, outdoorsman, pipe-smoking, fedora hat-wearing. Well, Mark wears a hat, but I don't think he smokes a pipe. He's joining us now from somewhere in Juneau County. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Dan. How the heck are you? Well, I am great, and you are a busy guy, but that's nothing new for you, is it? No, it's somehow in my DNA. I just am always on the go. I'm sitting on the edge of a pond I just had dug yesterday and just trying to think about what the heck I have done here because it's my front yard. (laughs) It was your front yard, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was my front yard. Yeah, Yeah, well, you have swimming, ice skating, and a view. You got to put fish in it? I don't know. I've got to do research. I've got it all the way down to 12 feet, and that's just coming. You know, I'll make that decision. First, I'm going to have a liner in it. Yep. So i got to do my research. Yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely going to have swimming, ice skating, and a view. Wonderful. Well, that's cool. Let's talk about CAMO, K-A-M-O. It's been taking kids outdoors for, what, 10 or 11 years now? Uh, a little bit longer than that. Yep. I came up with the idea in 2006, and I put it in my column. I said, first... Three people from three different parts of Wisconsin that communicate with me about this idea I had to get more kids in boats and uh, hunting with their parents, backpacking, canoeing, anything. I said, if you like this idea, contact I'm going to try to do like a triangle of the state, which ended up being Florence, Wisconsin Dells, and Ladysmith. Mm-hmm. When they got a hold of me, I said, all right, you find four people that are committed that would like to meet, and um, I'll come up and meet with you. And that was in, we did, uh, in 2007, the last week of February, I went to Ladysmith. Then I went over to Mellon, and I camped on the ice for the weekend and fished in a tournament. Then I went to Florence on Monday, and we met at the Natural Resources Center in Florence. And then uh, the next day, I drove down to the Dells. I camped that night, too. And the next day, I... uh, I uh, went down to the Dells, and that ended up being the Baraboo River uh, chapter of Camo. And the other one would be the Indian Head, which was Ladysmith chapter of Camo. And the other one would be the Northwoods chapter, which is Florence. And now we have seven chapters. Fantastic. Now, Florence is a sponsor of our show as well. And Eric Prince, who's the director of economic development up there, is a good friend of your Florence chapter head. Eric is on this uh, week's show as well. There's a three or four people that really get her done in that chapter. Dwayne Dreva, Mick Milner, Johnny Johnson, Jeff Maul. There's more, but those are, yep. so it could be that he's friends with any one of those people. Yep, it's Johnny Johnson. I remember that name. Johnny Johnson. Yep. Yeah. Johnny, All right. Good guy. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may be listening because we do have, uh, we have listeners up there. Some, somebody, will, somebody will tell them. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Johnny's yeah. a very active guy. Well, now let's jump ahead to your new venture, Nasita Outdoor Adventure Club. It's so new, I found it through Facebook. It has a page on Facebook, and and that's about it, I guess. But you've already had a fundraiser last weekend, and that went off pretty well, didn't it? Yeah, and what it is is a school administrator, Tanya Kotoloski, 
she's just a heck of a good person. Uh, gets a lot done in this community. Her and her husband are farmers, and they're very, very active outdoors people. And uh, she's a horse person. Uh, just really gets a lot done in our community. She's about as active as you could be. And she got a hold of me. Uh, I was at deer camp, and I came home. I had an email. She had this idea. She wanted to get a, some type of an outdoor club started in the CETA for people of all ages. They had done some paperwork and research, and a lot of people were saying we needed more outdoor-oriented stuff in the CETA, which I fully agreed with. And I met her the next week, first week in December. We're good friends, but we met and we discussed this, and... I'm like, we can do this. We can figure this out. What we did for just like two months was we just met with a couple other people. Uh, Amanda Apitz is our community outreach program coordinator. She gets things done, too. She really does. And the three of us met a lot of times. And then the first thing we did was we had a fire at my house. And uh, we had 45 people come. We had a campfire with s'mores and hot dogs and hot cocoa. It was a winter-type setting. And then we had ATVs with trailers on them and put the kids in the, in the trailers. And we had straw in there, and we just took them for rides. Nice. We did the same thing in March. We did one in April. We knew we needed to get way outside of that. But we were brand new, and we were just bringing people together and talking about what we could or couldn't do. What I really felt was a need was in Nesita, kids, they're like all, you know, in a lot of the world right now, they didn't have as many things that they could be doing outdoors as they could be doing outdoors. So uh -huh. we have a park in town, Old Mill Park, and it's yep. a very, very nice park, but they don't have any swimming there. Hmm. So that was my first idea was, hey, let's put a beach in there. There used to be a beach there that multiple generations of People from the sea that grew up taking their swimming lessons there and swimming. You could never even tell it was a beach looking at it anymore other than that there's sand. It's all overgrown. What we did was last Thursday we had just a picnic at the park. And we've been putting this out on Facebook and then through the mail too. It was just a picnic and it was really, really simple. It was from uh, 5 to 7 last Thursday night. We had 125 people come and that people got hung out and talked to each other. We're going to get that beach. We're waiting on the permit. We're going to find out on or about May 20th, but we're going to get it. It used to be a beach, and we're not doing anything to harm anything. And so we're going to have a nice swimming area right at the stoplights in town. Cool. And then another thing I'd like to do is right in the Cita is a big mound of dirt. It's heavily forested, and it's right, it's the backdrop to the Cita. And I want to have a sledding hill on there. There's oh, no yeah. reason we couldn't have a sledding hill there. Sure, sure. And then where we're going to have the beach... This winter, I want to have a really nice ice skating setup, a hockey rink, as well as just a straight, uh, you know, ice skating because I used to skate a lot and you know, it's kind of nice to have separate, you know, because when you're playing hockey, you've got to be careful or you'll hurt Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, and then, and then I mean, May 20th, and then to see the National Wildlife Refuge, we're just having a simple little thing from, I think it's 9 to noon. On the Sox Journey Flowage, we're just going to have a little hiking. One of our members is going to take people on hikes, and then myself and a couple other people are going to just do a little guided kayak canoe experience. And another little simple thing is on June 14th, and then to see the National Wildlife Refuge at Harvey's Pond, we're going to have a picnic and just fishing. And nice. we're going to provide the poles for kids. That's what we got so far. That's a lot to uh, have planned in a yeah. short order. And before we let you go, how can people learn more about this? Is the best place to go right to the Facebook page? Yes, Nasita Outdoor Adventure Club. 
or else nasitaschools.org. Those are both excellent ways. Okay. We'll be doing something in July on food plots and also on uh, independent hobby farming. Fantastic. So we're we're going to be all over the map. It sounds like it. Well, Mark, I appreciate your time and uh, your sharing this vision that is becoming a reality very quickly there in Nasita, and we will send folks to the Facebook page, and hopefully some of our listeners will show up to help out, to join the organization, and to have some s'mores with you around the campfire. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Mark Walters, outdoorsman, columnist, founder of Kids and Mentors Outdoors, and most recently the Nesita Outdoor Adventure Club. He's helping put that together. You can learn more about the activities that we talked about here on Facebook at Nesita Outdoor Adventure Club. This is brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. 60 square miles of fun on the water. CastleRock-Petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at RemyBattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Attention anglers, don't miss St. Croix Rod's annual Customer Appreciation Day on Saturday, June 17th in Park Falls, Wisconsin. St. Croix Rods is celebrating its 75th anniversary of handcrafting the best rods on earth, and you're invited to the party. Attend seminars with top St. Croix pros, get special pricing on retired or B-stock rods, and participate in hourly giveaways. It all happens live on Saturday, June 17th. See details at stcroixrodsfactorystore.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. 
Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. And folks, if you've been listening to the show for the last few weeks, you know I'm hosting a trip to Ballard's Black Island Resort on Lake of the Woods in September, where we'll enjoy world-class fishing for walleyes, muskies, smallmouths, northerns, and some big perch and crappies if we get into them, too. You can learn more and sign up at blackisland.com. Look for the Trips tab, and you'll see my name right there. And joining us now to tell us all about Black Island and my trip, and he's actually on Black Island right now, is Gary Moeller. He's the managing partner at Ballard's Black Island Resort. Gary, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Absolutely, Dan. Good talking to you. We're super excited to get the season going here on Lake of the Woods. We just had ice out a couple days ago, and we've got a whole crew up here now that started the spring projects and will hopefully be ready to go for the Canadian opener on May 20th. Wow, you got a lot of ground to cover in a few days to get ready for that. Is this a usual time for ice out or was it early or late? You know, I'd say it's about average for up here, kind of like the rest of the Midwest. We just had a winter that wouldn't give up and we had a lot of snowpack this year that was feeling that ice pretty well. So we got out here in March and got some preliminary dock work done while we could still be on the ice. And now that it's gone, it's time to finish the dock work. And we're putting a new boathouse up and getting all the boats and motors and getting everything out and getting everything going. So yeah, a lot to do, that's for sure. Well, gosh, let's talk about what people can expect on my trip. Now, I've been there twice, but it's been five years. You and I couldn't believe it. It it was 2018 was my last trip. People who will join me on this trip, what can they expect? September, when you're planning on being up here, like you mentioned, September is absolutely one of the best times to be on Lake of the Woods. It's such a dynamic, multi-species fishery. You know, the walleyes and the muskies and the smallmouth and the pike, but also that time of year, you know, good chance to catch jumbo perch. Usually we're starting to get the crappie bite going. It's a plethora of things that are available to catch. And September is just one of those months where everything kind of comes together. The fish get on the feed. And if you're a multi-species fisherman, it's absolutely a great time to be here. And as you know, most of our days start out where, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to catch a bunch of walleyes in the morning. We're going to go and have a shore lunch someplace as a group, and then throughout the balance of the day, you know, it's really just kind of a dealer's choice. Do you want to go try and catch some crappies, or should we go and chase some muskies, or maybe we'll catch some smallmouth this afternoon? So a lot of options available, and we got three full days on the schedule planned for you guys to be here and enjoy, you know, each day based on what people want to do and, and what they'd like to catch while they're here. Yeah, and I have mentioned that obviously the fishing is the main reason we go, but the food and the hospitality there is great. But why don't we hear how you describe it? Let's just talk about the food, first of all. (laughs) Well, I've already met with Miss Sherry, you know, our head chef, a couple times over the course of the winter, and we've revamped our menu a little bit. But as you mentioned, I wouldn't call it fine dining, but gosh darn it, we're pretty close to it breakfast every morning in the lodge before we go out fishing and then during the day generally we do the shore lunches 
so we can eat fresh fish during the day while you're here. And then the evenings, usually a combination of steaks or prime rib or ribs, really some super nice entrees we have planned for this season. So the food part of it, we definitely have that covered. You know, the other thing, Dan, is that what separates us a lot from the other camps, even with your trip specifically, is that we're one of the few places where people can actually show up and literally not have to worry about bringing anything with them. When you've been on these Canadian trips before, you realize that not only is it getting signed up and covering the cost of the package, but if you go to a place that doesn't provide everything as far as the fishing equipment, all of a sudden you've got a considerable expense, you know, allotted for that also. But in the case of Ballard's and here at Black Island, everything is taken care of as far as the rods, the reels, all of your bait, your tackle, everything fishing related we're going to have. And it doesn't matter what species that we're chasing, we've got equipment for everything. So this is one of those super easy show up, pack your clothes and bring your toothbrush and we're going to take care of the rest of it. Yes, and that was a big highlight for me and for the guests, too. And working with the guides or fishing with the guides was also a real treat. I understand Reuben uh, Gettings is still there. He he was uh, one of our guides. Yes, he is. We pretty much have the same crew intact. I do have a few more guys on staff than we did a few years ago, just because it seems like the guided fishing is so popular. Again, it's just super easy to show up and go. You know, these guys know the lake. They spend countless hours out here day in and day out. Lake of the Woods can be very intimidating for a lot of folks that aren't quite used to traveling around on a lake that has 14,000 islands and a million acres of water. It's a big body of water, covers a large area, and, you know, having a guide to be able to pair up with each day is certainly one of the keys to being successful while you're here. Yeah, it certainly is. And... You know that two of the people joining us are my friends Gina Thorson and her husband Dave from StormyCromer.com, the Stormy Cromer Hat Company in Ironwood, Michigan. They live in Mercer and they work in Ironwood. And Gina told me they took their first Canada fishing trip a few years ago and caught only one fish. And I said, oh, you went to the wrong oh, place. <laughs> that won't happen here. <laughs> that sounds very unfortunate. Lake of the Woods, I mean, it, it's a fishery. Again, you know, we've talked about the multi-species part of it. The walleye fishing is nothing short of phenomenal. We get a lot of numbers and a lot of action, and you definitely get spoiled once you've been here. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we see our groups coming back year after year after year is because they know that when they get here, if the weather cooperates and everything comes together, they're going to catch a lot of fish and have a lot of fun. And September is just one of those perfect months you know, it's starting to cool off a little bit. Not that we have a lot of traffic as far as fishing pressure in this area because we kind of have this whole section of the lake to ourselves where the island is located. But more times than not, when we're traveling around throughout the course of the day, we're probably not going to see another boat of anglers unless it's somebody else from the camp. So in that respect, it's very unique that we kind of have our own little corner on the market, so to speak, here on Lake of the Woods. And I had a great time on my two trips, and I'm certainly looking forward to coming again. And my son's coming with me this time. You'll uh, you'll enjoy John. He's quite the angler. He's a kayak guide on, on Lake Superior, and he's going to be a sailboat captain this year. So he's he's a water guy. He sure is. Nice. Well, we've got great conditions so far. Spring is just getting started. Last year we dealt with a lot of obstacles when we had that record flood, but 
this year so far, everything looks to be very, very much normal, and that should bode well for the fishing. Based on last year and the success that we had, obviously with Canada being closed for those two years during the COVID crisis, it definitely had an impact on the fishery in that the last summer was, I mean, it was just off the charts good, and I would expect more of the same. For those that are wondering, Ontario no longer has any mandates or prerequisites as far as border crossing goes. You just need your U.S. passport to be able to cross the border and get to the Morrison area, which is where the camp is located. All right. Well, Gary, I'll let you get back to work. You say hi to Ruben and, and, and uh, Pat. Is he still working there, too? All right. Well, you say hi to him for me, and I will uh, talk to you again before September, but I'm looking forward to my trip, and I can't wait to get there. All right. Sounds great, Dan. Thanks. You bet. Gary Moeller from Ballard's Black Island. If you want to join me on this trip, go to blackisland.com and pull down the trip tab, and you'll see all the information you need right there. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Attention anglers, don't miss St. Croix Rod's annual Customer Appreciation Day on Saturday, June 17th in Park Falls, Wisconsin. St. Croix Rod's is celebrating its 75th anniversary of handcrafting the best rods on earth, and you're invited to the party. Attend seminars with top St. Croix pros, get special pricing on retired or B-stock rods, and participate in hourly giveaways. It all happens live on Saturday, June 17th. See details at stcroixrodsfactorystore.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Attention all anglers, stay ahead of the crowds with the most up-to-date and accurate fishing reports from around the region with OutdoorNews.com. Complete with lake maps and reports, gear reviews, and pro tips, it's the nation's top site for modern anglers. During the month of May, you can get 50% off any membership to OutdoorNews.com and never miss the best fishing info again. Just use the code MAY23 at checkout to instantly up your fishing game. Visit OutdoorNews.com today. Step outside, let us be your guide. Florence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for that perfect Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 plus miles of beautiful ATV UTV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to explore, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to exploreflorencecounty.com and plan your trip today. 
Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or Cargo Max, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And the folks at Cedar Lake Sales remind us that this weekend, Ghost Guard personnel will be on hand uh, at least Saturday for uh, for those of you listening uh, either today or, you know, maybe you've downloaded the show a little early. Get over there Saturday, May 13th to uh, get your boat safety checks done. Call Tracy and Cedar Lake Sales to reserve a spot. And Crestliner is offering up to $2,500 instant cash back on new Crestliner, Fishhawk, Superhawk, and Visions models through May 29th. Check out Cedar Lake Sales' website or their Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Ducks Unlimited, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio, and Duck Hunters Everywhere. To learn more about the world's leader in wetlands conservation, visit ducks.org. We're also brought to you by Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and by Woodside Ranch Resort and Conference Center, woodsideranch.com. And if our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, is not airing where you live, you can always watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And our Deer Hunt Wisconsin show from the last several years is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. Well, I gave away a trade secret just a few minutes ago. If you want to download the show, take us with you, you actually get to the show a little bit earlier than if you're waiting for Saturday morning for it to air on AMFM radio. You can get to lake-link.com, go to the Outdoor Radio page, and download the show each and every week. You can also go to the Outdoor News website, uh, outdoornews.com slash podcasts, and find it there. Find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. Find me at Hardwater Jeff. And the DNR reminds us they are hosting the fourth public meeting on Lake Michigan lake trout population to present information and gather public feedback. And the meeting is next Tuesday, May 16th at 6 p.m. at Lakeshore Technical College. It's focused on commercial harvest, commercial fishermen, but sport fishermen ought to be interested in this as well. You can attend in person or via Zoom. To learn more or to register, visit dnr.wi.gov and search Lake Michigan Fisheries. The Kenosha Sport Fishing and Conservation Association is holding its annual Kids Fish and Fun event next Saturday, May 20th at Anderson Park in Kenosha. This free event will run from 9 a.m. to noon for kids 4 to 12 with an adult parent or guardian, and there will be complimentary rods and reels while supplies last, so get there early. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and you heard from Gary Moeller, I'll be hosting a group at Black Island Resort on Lake of the Woods, so if you are interested in joining me, my son John, and the folks from Stormy Cromer for a trip of a lifetime, it's really a great fishery up there, go to blackisland.com, click on Trips, and look for my name. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. Warren and Friends will present their latest concert, their next concert, next Saturday, May 20th, at the Harbor View Event Center in Washburn. Visit warrennelson.com 
for more information. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. It's a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure. When the worms go dry in the coffee can, honey.